Hello, welcome. So you're here with another uh, episode of Matchpoint, the sports shows on campus. And I am having a very special guest tonight, someone that came all the way from the States, not only for the show, uh, mm -hmm. but um, someone who is very passionate about surfing. Um, surfing is like a sport that we don't really practice in our country, but it's like I have always thought it's very cool. I have always wanted to be like a surfer myself. It was like my childhood dream. Uh, so I'm like uh, very glad that I'm having the opportunity to do an episode on surfing. So I'm introducing you my guest today, Sam, who is from, where are you from? How is your city, city called? Buchanan, Michigan. Michigan, yep. United States, who is uh, surfing for quite a long time, as far as I know. So we met when I was work, like on work and travel during the summer. So yeah, working travel is a very cool thing. Like who hasn't done it, do it. Like you meet amazing people on the way. Um, and I don't know how I understood that you surf. I think I saw it on your Instagram. Yeah, probably. Uh, I made a couple posts on Instagram about surfing. I, I had my sister take some photos one time and uh, I thought they were cool, so I posted them. And a lot of people liked them, so I was happy about that. So how and why did you start surfing? Well, in the summers, I'd always go to Ocean City, Maryland, and uh, I had a few friends who would surf, and I really thought they were cool, so I pretty much just tried picking it up, and I was so trash. Like, literally the first two years I started surfing, I couldn't catch waves. And then uh, I took a couple lessons, and I found out how to catch the waves, and I started, like, just catching them one after another, and ever since then, I just kind of fell in love it's hard to explain it's just so much fun i mean everyone that has have have had any history with sport kind of know what it means to fall in love with with That's a sport true. you know it's just like you just can't do it and you just usually do it like f flawlessly and like without any effort kind of yeah like you you like there is effort that you do but like it's not as much as other people for example for example i really i have always like i loved water so i have always wanted to be a swimmer but i'm just like my lungs are not for for a swimmer <laughs> and my 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 arms like they're so tiny um, yeah, um, i literally cannot swim <laughs> I, like competitively i i used to swim competitively um i did swim team throughout high school and that i, I would credit a lot of my like strong swimming skills uh to being on swim team and always uh, going to practices and doing lots of drills, that that definitely helped me become a uh, like a strong surfer and like a smart surfer when I'm in the water because it can get dangerous, you know. Why? Like what? Why how, can how it get does, dangerous? Yeah. Um, how does it help you and like why doesn't it get dangerous? Well, I mean, sometimes surfing can be dangerous because there's big waves and strong currents, so. You need to be a strong swimmer yourself to be able to paddle for, I, I don't know, multiple minutes on end, you know? Yeah, that's true. Like, I this is like this is what I can't do. Yeah, because if, if you can't do that, then you can be put in a very dangerous situation yourself. So you would want to practice those skills before, you know, before surfing and taking on bigger, bigger waves, you know? Yeah, that's yeah. true. What? Okay, so then what's the most dangerous situation you have ever been? 
like in the water while while surfing like when did you start surfing at what age um I think my first time surfing was 13 but I didn't really become good at it till probably around 15 so uh, ever since 15 I've, I've just been kind of progressing like I wouldn't say at a very fast level because I don't surf very often but When I get the chance, I just go as much as I can. But uh, the you asked the question, what was my most dangerous experience surfing? Yeah. Um, it was actually on Lake Michigan, which is kind of funny because a lot of people don't think you can surf on a lake. But uh, one time my friends and I were surfing. I was surfing with two other friends. And uh, we, we were surfing at this place uh, called Livingston Beach. It's near a, a nuclear power plant. And um, it, it was like a pretty hard paddle out because the waves were kind of big and they were just kind of coming in a lot of directions. And uh, it probably took us like eight to ten minutes to paddle out of just straight paddling and duck diving under the white water. And it, it was rough, you know. Mm -hmm. And we all got out there and we were sitting and talking about how tough that paddle out was. And then uh, I ended up like catching a wave, uh, paddled back out we were all just kind of exchanging waves and then one of the waves I caught and I like rode it then I jumped off the board because it was going to close and then the leash snapped and I told you we we paddled probably eight to ten minutes in and it probably took me about 15 minutes to swim in so and give uh so a second because I have I have come uh, I have came surfing with you once Right. Um, so the leash is the thing that holds the board to your to your to ankle. Your, yeah, yeah, because like it's not very popular around here, you know. Oh right, sorry. Yeah. So the <laughs> yeah the leash is just uh, it's like yeah exactly the same it just thing holds you use the for your dog, but it's strapped to your ankle with a velcro, you know. Yeah, pretty and, much. <laughs> uh, yeah. So when whenever you fall, you can just grab the leash and pull your board to yourself. So uh, keeps you above the water. Exactly helps you float effortlessly that that's what uh, makes it so nice but yeah so i the, the, the leash story? yeah the leash snapped and it probably took me about 15 minutes to swim in and uh that's like probably the closest i've ever been to drowning and this was also middle of winter because on the lake we have to surf in the winter so we're wearing thick wetsuits and mittens and uh we call them booties they're like they go on your feet kind of like little boots all oh, made wow. of neoprene yeah Yeah, so I have worn one of those costumes. They actually keep keep you very warm. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't know, a couple of weeks after we met, like we wanted to go surfing from the beginning, but like it it like the weather should be like very specific. You are always like checking like a couple of days before and like the day before. Yeah. Like, uh, it, not exactly the weather. We're we're trying to make sure the waves are very good. Like, how do you? Okay, so how um, do you understand that? What do you mean by so, good waves? So, for example, uh, like in Maryland, you can just Google Ocean City, Maryland surf forecast and it will show you a wave forecast. And uh, I, I can't tell you off the top of my head right now, but uh, each surfing spot has a specific wind direction. Like if the wind is blowing in this direction, the surf is going to be better because it's just hitting the wave right, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so when you look at the forecast it can kind of tell you whether the wind is going to be good and how big the waves are 
what the wave period is, like how fast the waves roll in and sets. Mm -hmm. um, so when you take all of that into account, you can predict whether or not it's going to be a good s surfing day for like a, a beginner or for more of an intermediate surfer or, you know, a more advanced surfer. Yeah, I almost drowned that time. I like I was I was <laughs> she did not almost drown. I don't know. I felt like I was terrible. I like because so that that's the thing because we were on the Atlantic Ocean obviously. Yep. Like in Bulgaria and like in continental Europe. You know, like at least inside the continent. Like we just don't have big waves. Like in the right. Black Sea, like I have seen big waves but they're like they're not big surf waves, they're just due to like bad weather, you know? Yeah, well, that's what it is on the lake, you know, back home on Lake Michigan. So, uh, like, for example, in the ocean, the, the waves are kind of created by the tide and then the wind is what makes them cleaner. So mm -hmm. it kind of like sculpts the wave. But uh, on the lake, there is no tide, so it's just the wind. So whenever my friends and I are going surfing, it's always like super, super windy or like uh, it's pouring rain or maybe it's even snowing. It's just like bad weather all the time, which sucks, but it, it's super worth it because there's really nothing like it. Okay, so what's the difference between like surfing on a lake and surfing in the in the ocean? Uh, so one, one interesting thing is that uh, the the buoyancy is different because when you're surfing in the ocean uh obviously the water is very salty so it, it's much easier to float and then when you get into the lake you uh sit much lower so like when i'm waiting for waves i'm usually sitting on my board um if i'm in the ocean i'm probably like the water line is probably at my belly button but when i'm in the lake it's like above my chest above my nipples on my chest so like it's there's a much difference in uh, buoyancy when you're on the lake versus in the ocean. And then I would say that the lake can be more dangerous than the ocean because when you're surfing on big days in the lake, um, because there's no tides, like I said, it's it's literally just wind waves. So it's kind of like if, if the wind isn't perfect, which it usually isn't, almost never is, then the waves are kind of coming from every single direction. So you have to be so attentive and, you know. Yeah, this is this is exactly what my experience was like. The waves are just like, like big, actual like big strong waves. Yeah. Not yeah. the ones that we're like, we like on our beaches in Bulgaria. We just like go to go inside and like, you know, play with the waves. Uh, it like not waves like that waves that like hit you and you don't know where you are like your head, whole head spins hmm. so yeah I like this happened like two or three times and I was like I was done I was I in my head I was feeling that I'm just going to like faint and drown <laughs> yeah you just need to uh, try it a few more times and get more comfortable and then I'm sure you'll figure it out it, but I mean like I said like I I literally surfed for two summers not catching any waves like I was so so trash <laughs> like so trash you have no idea and then I, I took a couple lessons and it like pretty much changed my surfing but who taught you like in the uh, beginning so in the beginning it was uh this guy named Brian Stower uh he's he's a professional surfer um he's on the crew for uh catch surf surfboards it's it's like a they're a company that makes uh 
Oh, it's like open cell foam surfboards. They're not epoxy, like not hard surfboards mm-hmm. or foam surfboards. Kind of like the one that you rode. That okay. one actually was a catch surf. Um, and he actually lives in Ocean City, Maryland, and he teaches surf lessons uh, through K-Coast, which is the biggest surf shop in Ocean City, Maryland. Oh, yeah, yeah. He like he recommended it. Like, you know, everyone buys a, sw- uh, a sweatshirt from the States, you know, from where they were, like Nantucket, Martha's, mm-hmm. uh, whatever. <laughs> And I really wanted one, so yeah. This is like this is my favorite thing that I've bought the whole summer. Like a big big sweatshirt for like a surf shop. Mm-hmm. Like the surf shop thing is like very important. <laughs> I have never thought that I will actually be able to surf. You know? Yeah. So yeah, it's like it's very cool that you that you could like you could learn. And especially from like someone with such experience. Yeah, no, very, very cool. Uh definitely helped me a lot and he was a really cool guy i remember uh this was at my first lesson we we were like at uh indian river inlet uh it's like this bridge with all these lights on it and uh yeah so we were surfing there and there was like a big crowd that day and i remember there's like some guy who was literally yelling at me because i think i cut him off and then brian store was the one pushing me into the waves and just like giving me all these tips and he ended up like turning around and just cussing out that surfer. It was it was so funny because Brian Stower is like a local, so everybody pretty much respects him. When he tells them like to stop, everybody stops. Yeah, right. It was pretty cool. Okay, so t- you touched upon the topic about like professional surfing. So I think it's time to make like a short music break, sure. and we can come for like a second part of the conversation when we talk more about professional surfing. And like, you know, you to tell us what you what you have learned probably from him, and like, what do you know, like, sure, about yeah, professional yeah. surfing? So we will be back in a couple of minutes. We are going to play "Man of the Year" by Schoolboy School Q, uh, a song that uh, Sam picked for uh, uh, for tonight. And then two more, two songs that I picked that are like really much more my taste, like EDM, house music. Uh, and yeah, and we're going to back in a bit, be back in a bit, and we're going to talk about professional surfing. So stay tuned. Everywhere, titty ass, hands in the air, somebody over here, shaking for the man of the year. Oh, met man of the year, met man of the bounce. Where I see girls everywhere, titty ass, hands in the air, somebody over here, shaking for the man of the year. Oh, met man of the year, met man of the bounce. Where I see girls everywhere, titty ass, hands in the air, somebody over here, shaking for the man of the year. Oh, met man of the year, met man of the bounce. Home of the party in the tree, sunny let land of the G's. Please let a nigga breathe, take top. For the breeze, burnt lips got a blunt full of weed. Peace, love in the means. Nigga, I ain't come for the beef. You ain't no sheep. Came for the sleep. Got bites for the cheeks. Nigga, I'm the life for the beef. Fuck that. This year, gotta eat. Bout bounce for the crown. You be hating and I still hold it down. When you round, man, the girls never lounge. Man, I heard you a hound. Right, man, that bitch need a bounce. Tip, 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 bounce out of gown. Hands high to the sound. Yeah, yeah, I'm the rich nigga now. Bitch, bitch, down the talk of the town. Make a bitch run the mouth. Yeah, yeah, go south for the boy. Pop, pop, pop down to the floor. Bounce, bounce, bounce. Yeah, 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 yeah. Brassy girls everywhere. Titty ass hands in the 
ass, a party over here. Shaking for the man of the year. Uh, met man of the year, met man of the bounce. Where I see girls everywhere. Titty ass, hands in the ass, a party over here. Shaking for the man of the year. Uh, met man of the year, met man of the bounce. Where I see girls everywhere. Titty ass, hands in the ass, a party over here. Shaking for the man of the year. On the curb, we cards every corner sell herb. Watch it fly to a bird. Nigga, I can pitch you a curb. Uh, let this real shit occur. Make meals from a bird. Nigga, cup a crib in the birds. Nigga, you ain't said nothing but a word. Smoke something for your nerve. Home of the paid on the first end. Nigga, going broke by the third. Bounce for the crowd. Fast forward, getting real to me now. Every dog need a cat to me out. Every once in a while, I see hands in the crowd. See white, black blaze in the pound. Jump, jumping around. Tits ass bump out of gown. Bounce from the ground. Get hype for the sound. From the floor, bounce, bounce. Yeah, 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 yeah. Brassy girls everywhere. Titty ass, hands in the air. So party over here. Shaking for the man of the year. Oh, met man of the year. Met man of the bounce. Brassy girls everywhere. Titty ass, hands in the air. So party over here. Shaking for the man of the year. Oh, met man of the year. Met man of the bounce. Brassy girls everywhere.
Welcome Back. You heard three songs, a rap song that Sam chose, and two other cool songs that I chose. Uh, and <laughs> I got only techno music next. Okay, yeah, he said that he's going to pick better songs for the for right, the next right, part. Right, right. <laughs> so, as we said, we're going to talk about professional surfing in this part, uh, which is like pretty like distant topic, at least for at least from me, because I have never heard if we have any professional um, <coughs> surfers from Bulgaria. I doubt we have. We should have heard it, I guess. So yeah, um, there's like a, it's a totally like um, unknown sport for us. So how does it like? How do you compete in it? Like how well, does it function? Okay, first before we go on that topic, uh, I watched this YouTube video yesterday about surfers in a in a, a city near the sea in Bulgaria. It starts with a V. I, I can't. Varna. Remember. Varna, yeah. <laughs> and uh, there was a surf competition here in Bulgaria, in Varna. So, I guess you guys do have pro surfers, they're just not as big name as people from Hawaii or Brazil or the maybe. US, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, actually, in the, um, so in the beginning of the summer when I was traveling for weekend travel, I remember <coughs> I was watching a show on Netflix, mm -hmm. I honestly don't remember the name, which was about surfing, and they were like competing there, it was in New Zealand, I think, like, um, you know, like the action was set in New Zealand. Yep. Um, and yeah, I kind of learned from there a bit. Like, I know that there are competitions and like they the judges are um, putting points. Right. Um. So, I, I'm not too sure on this because I don't really watch uh, much competitive surfing. It's more just for my own enjoyment. But I do know that uh, you have like 30 minute heats. So. In your heat, uh, it'll it'll be surfers that are similar uh, to your skill level, and you guys all have to paddle out at the same time from the beach, like when they they blow a whistle or something, and you all swim into the water, and then your goal is to just uh, catch as many waves as you can, and there are judges on the beach, and they're gonna score each wave out of out of ten, and I think they only take like your top three waves, mm -hmm. um, and then they combine that score, and you get an overall score. Um, so I think that's kind of how the competition works. Um, I know when you're younger, you compete in regionals, I believe. And if you want to get invited to like nationals, for example, uh, it's all going to depend on your regional scores from, from regional competitions. Um, so yeah, and there's, there's surf competitions that are held in Ocean City uh, a couple times in the summer. I don't. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that. But they're they're always on Thirty uh, Second Street, right across from K Coast. Oh yeah, always. I was living in another part of the city. Right. Like I ha I haven't gone there, uh, many times. But yeah, I don't know. Like maybe we have, like maybe there are some people that are like doing it. But <clears throat> in our case, usually like if it's not like a big sport and like if it's like there are sports that like are very popular and a lot of people are training them for example wrestling um rhythmic gymnastics mm -hmm. football volleyball like you know and they're right. usually like the most uh, talked about like 
for example, in the uh, right, sports the news, popular, yeah. yeah, in the sports news, like they don't talk about surfing. So right, even right. even if we have it, like like really unpopular. Yeah, there's pretty much. Uh, there's a few like designated like surf magazines that are pretty popular and that's where i guess all the news is from um only it's like rare for surfing to be talked about like in mainstream media you know it's only when someone rides some insane wave or you know yeah but like it's actually like pretty popular in like um um pop culture let's say Uh, i remember there was a there was one or two movies, Barbie movies, about uh, like she was a swimmer uh-huh. and she became a mermaid after that or something <laughs> like that. And I actually, the idea of me being uh, a surfer, I think I got from a Barbie magazine like hmm. <laughs> back in the times when I was still reading Barbie magazines. Um, but yeah, it was nice. pretty popular around her, like for example, like for, for girls. This is where I got it from. And then I think there were pretty like some um, shows on Disney Channel uh, about surfing. Maybe I'm not entirely sure. Like hash to H2O, is it H2O? H2O is was the uh, mermaid. That's a mermaid show. Yeah, but I mean I f- I'm pretty sure like someone was surfing on there in there too. Possibly, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't remember. I know that there was some insane guy driving a boat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know. Uh, Surfing definitely got a lot more popular after Outer Banks. Oh, right. Yeah, which I, is, uh, I don't know. It's all right. It's a little cringy. I mean, I watched only the first season. I couldn't survive yeah. more. Yeah, I tried so. with the second, but that was like... Like, the guy is 27. L- like, the main guy. It was, he was high school kid. Yeah, I think he's playing like seventeen-year-old yeah. character. Now, like, bro, that's too much. <laughs> you know, he's obviously not seventeen, and it's like, you know, in um, film criticism. Shout out to Sean Homer here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are studying that you know that cinema should not be realistic. Like, it's that's why it's art, and that's mm-hmm. why it's like cinema. You know, but still, like some plot lines and some like decision of the director are so unbelievable so like like they're like they're even like not suitable for the imaginary reality that the <laughs> show yeah, is set on and you're like shocked that the director chose to do that yeah i don't even remember i remember that they were searching for the guy's i don't know father or something i don't even remember how it was related to surfing were they surfing on this show uh there's a couple scenes where they surf in the show but it like promoted uh kind of like the surfing lifestyle like that's what they were trying to portray uh like john b and like like the friend group and stuff yeah they were trying to portray him as like a not care surfing friend group kind of thing yeah right just like kind of not really how it is in real life you know yeah there's, there's mean- a lot more that uh, goes into it but Oh, I remember that was another strange rule. You could surf only before 10.30 in the morning and after 5 in the afternoon, right? Yeah. Something like that. So uh, in Ocean City, Maryland, that's just because the the Ocean City Beach Patrol, like the lifeguards, mm-hmm. uh, they go on duty from 10.30 to 5.30, I believe. And the, the reason you can't surf is uh, there's just no fins allowed in the water. Because during those times, there's a lot more of a lot more tourists that go swimming and things like that. 
so they don't want you to hit them in the head with a fin it, it would yeah it would mess them up yeah i mean it makes sense kind of but still like it's strange Sometimes when i it learned sucks, it like, was strange when, when the waves are really good if if there's like a, a tropical storm for example and there's like really nice waves coming in after the storm um the lifeguards will be in their stands but nobody will be allowed in the water unless you have a surfboard because they know like the surfers are pretty much okay yeah you know they probably know what they're doing yeah like uh the biggest thing is just kind of like knowing your own limits like don't mess with it because uh like if you go out on a day where you know you can't surf this type of wave like you're gonna get crushed and you're gonna get slammed you know what was the largest wave you have ever ridden <coughs> road road uh <laughs> Do you have a calculator so we can switch it to, from, like, feet to uh, meters I, or something? You can say it in feet. I, uh, I think that people are going to... I've, I would say the biggest it. wave I've ridden is probably, like, 15 feet. Any, five anywhere, meters. Anywhere from, like, 12 to 15 feet. Four to five meters, yep. as, far as, I, uh, as far as I think. Yeah. Should be. I mean, that's... It's, it gets the adrenaline rushing. Yeah, I guess so. What was the what were the waves that I was riding? I think one one feet. Yeah, probably like a foot and a half. Wow, foot yeah. and a half. So like, uh, the wave is kind of measured from the back. So, uh, the face of the wave. Okay, actually, I'm, I was talking about the face of the wave. Uh, it was probably about fifteen feet. So maybe it was like a ten foot wave. Actually, your waves were maybe a foot and a half. So the face might have been two to two and a half feet. It's hard to explain. It's just how surfers measure the waves. Yeah. Th- okay. Like so this is less than a meter, anyways. Right. All of this is less than a meter. Right. Like very, it's it's very strange. Like people that have been on working travel can understand. Like, you know, sometimes the other day I I was parking and I asked him like how far am I from the sidewalk and he was like four feet, <laughs> and you know what the f- what does four feet mean you know in like bulgaria <laughs> there is no such thing as four feet oops yeah right um but yeah if you if you have been to work and travel you kind of like learn how to calculate it inside your mind or or something right <clears throat> so for the next part of the um of the show i'm planning to talk about cool wave waves around the world let's say cool places around the world we have talked about like portugal and we started watching during the summer a show a uh, hundred feet wave yeah it's called a uh, hundred foot wave okay foot <laughs> yeah a uh, hundred foot wave and it's about this surfer named garrett mcnamara he's actually a, a big wave surfer and uh he lived in hawaii and he owned a surf shop but he hated his life because he just wanted to be surfing big waves, apparently. <clears throat> Sorry. And, uh, yeah, so he decided to sell his surf shop and move to Nazare, Portugal, which is very famous for having the biggest waves in the world. Po- like, arguably one of the biggest waves in the world. Um, and the reason the waves are so big is because there's this uh, huge... Um, canyon under the it okay so there, there's a lighthouse and it's on this cliff and directly out in front of this lighthouse there's this canyon under the water 
bigger than the Grand Canyon by uh, maybe two or three times. And uh, the water goes down into it and then shoots up out of it and creates this huge wave. And yeah, basically he moved there to chase his dream of surfing a 100 foot wave. And he hasn't done it yet. He hasn't? He, he has not done it yet. Do you know they what? They have surfed some extremely big waves, but not a 100 foot wave. There was a guy who, I think he was a Brazilian surfer actually, who surfed a wave at Nazare that was according, according to this article, it was 107 feet, but it's all kind of relative because the way they measure the wave is they, they wait for the surfer to get to the bottom of the wave and they look at the picture or video and they just take the surfer, estimate his height, and then just stack him up until they get to the top of the wave. And so that's how they measure like how many feet the wave is. So obviously it's not a hundred percent accurate, but it, it's it's a decent way of figuring out how tall the wave is. Wow, it's okay. Kind of interesting. So I think this is around thirty meters in like the normal system of measuring yeah, stuff, yeah, you know? Okay, okay. Sure. <laughs> Uh, I, this is how I can calculate. Like I know that three feet is approximately one meter, um, so yeah, around thirty-three. It should be around thirty-three. No need to calculate it. Yeah, I'm okay, pretty okay. sure I'm right. I, I, um, sure. I think it's around thirty, thirty-three meters, uh, which is I don't know, eleven to twelve floor building. Yeah, it's tall, very tall, and uh, it's it's completely different than regular surfing because it's not paddle surfing they're uh th they get towed in by someone who's driving a jet ski hmm? so do you know uh, a jet ski yeah what? the jet ski is like the, yeah, the like thing a, that you drive you know yeah, you drive on the water yeah not, but not like a boat but so do you call the jet ski the thing that you're driving or the person and like the ski that are riding behind you so the the person who's behind the the person who's getting towed is the surfer the yeah. person driving is the guy on the ski oh okay yep. okay so uh like the surfer will wear uh inf an inflatable life jacket with co2 um and uh so if they fall they can just pull the life jacket and it, it will it'll inflate and pull them to the surface because it's like a very dangerous spot if you fall and wreck because it's near cliffs and a lot of rocks. And uh, also, think about it, if a 90-foot wave falls on your head, it'll not feel good. And then you'll probably be under the water for like a minute, which when you're getting tossed in circles and like bouncing everywhere under the water, uh, like it's hard to explain. Your, your thoughts just disappear and like you're just thinking of getting to the surface, but when you're getting flipped around by whitewater, you, you never you know. You don't where know where the surface is, so you're just swimming, and uh, that's why it's uh, very dangerous. And then, if you fall, a person will come by on a ski and pick you up, and oh. they'll they'll like ride away from the wave. And it's it's crazy dangerous. I know it sounds fun. It, it's not like uh, normal surfing. It takes a team to do this, and they have a person on the on the lighthouse who has a radio and talks to the person on a jet ski. So if uh, the person wrecks, they can see where they pop up and yell to the person on the radio. Yeah, pretty intense. Yeah, pretty intense, pretty definitely. Intense. 
I think it's time for another music break before we conclude with today's show. Um, so as Sam said, as Sam promised, he has chosen better songs this time. Uh, tec- techno songs. Um, I didn't know that Sam Smith does techno. One of the songs is Latch by Disclosure and Sam Smith. It, it's borderline, borderline. Okay, okay. It's a good vibe. So yeah, we're going to play this good vibe now, and we're <laughs> and we're going to come to conclude today's show. So stay tuned, and we're going to be back in a bit. Even when you're not around 
Welcome back. You listened to some more cool songs from Sam. Uh, th those were better. Thank, thank you, you for thank choosing you. them. Yep, yep. <laughs> to conclude today's show, we are going to talk more about like swimming, uh, swimming, surfing basics 101. Pretty much, if you got interested in surfing and you would like to start or like to at least try, especially those of you who are coming to like going to the states for the summer for work and travel. Usually at the resorts, especially if you're on the coast, um, there are a lot of people that are practicing practicing this. So Sam, what mm -hmm. do you want to say to someone that is just starting with surfing and what should they know? What should they prepare by, you know? Yeah, um, so I guess first off, if you don't know anything about surfing, uh, If it's cold out, you're gonna need a wetsuit. If it's not cold, you're just fine in your bathing suit. Obviously, you're gonna need a board as well. You probably don't have a board if you're just starting out. And the best way to get a board is probably to just go to a, like a surf shop by you in whatever town you're surfing at and uh, just see if you can rent a board. And a lot of times, if even if they don't advertise it, they'll normally rent boards. You just have to ask for it. Um, and yeah, so you can rent a board and take it to the beach and go surfing. Um, yeah, wh what I would say is try not to get too intimidated. Um, it can be really intimidating when you're learning and if you're surfing with people you don't know, some people are like pretty, pretty rude and they'll just like yell at you a bunch if you cut them off and, uh, or if you, uh, are on their wave, whatever, like people playing waves and things like that it's it's tough but don't get discouraged keep trying um try to have fun don't worry about sharks uh sorry got way too close to the mic yeah don't worry about sharks some people get worried about them uh you only see them sometimes like, oh, how chill you only see yeah, sharks sometimes guys sometimes. don't worry i've i've probably only seen them twice uh while surfing in my life I mean, I have never seen them at all. <laughs> I mean, and they usually like mind their own business. Are you sure this, you, this you, is normal? You might see the dolphins like often though, and that's pretty fun because dolphins are completely harmless and they just uh, they like to swim around you or even swim in the wave. I haven't ridden on a wave with dolphins yet, but I've seen Instagram videos. It seems pretty cool. I have never seen dolphins either, so can't relate. Yeah, I w I would say. Um, 
uh, another cool tip is uh, get get friends who are into surfing or who like to surf because it's a lot more fun to surf with friends and it's also safer and uh, you can progress together and also just make jokes the whole time that you're surfing or relax whatever it's always more fun with friends so try to have that friend group and surf together it's really always a good time yeah definitely try it with someone that knows what they're doing because it's pretty dangerous I would say like if there's someone like if you're riding with someone that doesn't know how to um, like how to teach someone to how to surf because these are like two very different things yeah. because yeah like you have to have someone to rely on especially in like such waves and such like conditions that probably you haven't been put on to before yeah, at least yeah. I have never before yeah it, it, it can be uh, like pretty shocking your first time especially when you're uh, you're laying on a surfboard and uh, you look back and you see the wave behind you and because you're laying down it the wave just looks like huge when it's like right up behind you and you're about to get on it um yeah i don't know just get out there try to have fun get up when you get wrecked because you <laughs> will get wrecked i guarantee you <laughs> will get salt water up your nose it will drip out of your nose as as you're walking off the beach yeah know. true i think i think it's a very nice hobby i think that's something that if you have the opportunity and like the right place i guess like the 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 opportunity because it's like if you live somewhere that doesn't have like sea or waves you can't really do it 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 definitely uh kind of depends on your location for sure because yeah like you said if if there's no ocean or there's no there's no lake that has waves then you can't surf yeah right now now actually a big thing is uh wave pools those are kind of popping up in the u.s I don't think we have them. I I don't think I have heard. I have heard. I can imagine what it is, but I think I have only <laughs> seen them in film. Yeah. Um. One of the most famous surfers. His name is Kelly Slater. Um. He just he opened a, a wave pool a, a couple years ago. It's called uh, Slater Surf Ranch, I believe. Um. It it's pretty cool. It has like a train and the train runs along the water and is like dragging something in the water and it makes this perfect wave like really really perfect wave a wave pool would be cool to go to but it's it, it's not the same thing as the ocean you know yeah and i don't think though we have those either oh uh, i'm yeah I'm, i don't know if you do i don't think so honestly yeah i'm actually pretty sad that we don't have like traditions in this sport i can understand why but I think I'm born into the long, or the wrong location. <laughs> I honestly think that like I was, it was going to be like very cool if I could, I could practice <laughs> surfing. Yeah. Um. So my last question, usually, usually I ask people that are my guests, is like, there is there something that you have learned? Probably not from. I usually ask from um like a coach, but you, I don't think you have ever had a coach. So something about surfing. That you want to share something that like something it's taught me I guess it has taught you or something that you <clears throat> just want to say about it and you want to be heard by other people on the radio. <laughs> sure, um, it's definitely taught me patience I guess because uh, when when you're surfing you can paddle out and you could wait for like 30 minutes and you'd just be sitting there waiting for a good wave to come, 
because sometimes the wave sucks and then just at random a nice one will pop up out of nowhere so you have to be ready or ready and you have to be patient and willing to wait i guess um so it's definitely taught me some patience uh it's taught me uh to know my limits for sure um even though i put myself in situations that were past my limits before while surfing but that that always uh teaches me a good lesson i guess i learned the hard way sometimes it was a pleasure talking about surfing trust me it was a pleasure having you as a guest yeah thank you it was uh very nice thank you for having me so uh it was like this was another episode of Matchpoint, the sports show on campus um it was very nice thank you for everyone that listened to this episode it was a pleasure to host again and is there something that you want to share like something that you want to sh- want to say like last thing uh last remarks yeah pretty yeah, much uh, surf or die surf or die i guess thank you for being here thank you for being on air and listening uh we are going to hear one more song picked by sam my guest and we're going to see each other again on the next episode bye <laughs>